Thank you is not just a complete sentence, but it's a complete prayer. It's not comprehensive, but it is complete. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. Today, let's talk about daring to be gratefully optimistic. It's the reason that thank you is such a big, big deal. As you get older, you realize that you're surrounded by sickness and death. Well, you're surrounded by sickness and death no matter what your age. It's not an optimistic way to start a podcast, I know, but it's just the reality of life. I'm involved in a conversation, and she tells me about a recent diagnosis. And I just hung up the phone with someone telling me about putting a parent in hospice and just the day before had received a text message that another aging parent put in hospice had passed. And, you know, a person could easily be overcome with all of the just death and decay and sickness and, you know, the travails of life. I continue to think about that Dr. Seuss quote, to not cry because it's over, but to smile because it happened. I, I rather think, yeah, cry because it's over. Absolutely. Why not? But then find a way to smile because it happened. Uh, recently, I have been, uh, for reasons that I cannot fully explain, I have been missing a lifelong friend I've talked about him before, uh, for those of you that have been listening to this podcast for a number of years, uh, Stanley, lifelong friend, childhood friends, certainly had every expectation that we'd be able to kind of grow old together. I went to see some of the grandsons play baseball, and I was remarking to my son, their father, and these two boys, these two brothers just they may fuss and they may fight, but they do have a grand time and uh, they're just wildly entertaining. And I remarked to him out of the blue, I said, you know, uh, I wish Stanley were alive to see these guys because he would so get a kick out of their antics. Um, and he would, he would have, but I'm now, you know, a decade or so, into life without him and I'm able to smile because it happened. I'm still sad that it's over and there are still times that I cry because it's over, but mostly I'm now to the point where I do smile because it happened. And I think it's, it's finding the way so that we can dare to be gratefully optimistic and optimism I know people get fixated on this whole contrast and this whole combative thing of 
pessimism versus optimism, and then there are those people that, and I was once one of these people, I'm neither, I'm, I'm a realist. I have found mostly that we are one or the other. We lean more toward pessimism or we lean more toward optimism, and we are surrounded with fear-mongering. We are surrounded with just this week, you know, there's a new COVID vaccination. I don't care where you stand on the vaccine question. I am not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not going to be taking it, I can tell you. Um, I've just, I'm not willing to be careless, mind you, because I'm very careful. I'm mere weeks away from an annual physical. I do this every year, and I have done this every year for as long as I can remember. I'm trying to be responsible, and it's not just for me. It's for my family. Uh, it's not that I've got some grandiose fear of death. I don't. But I want to be responsible. I want to eke out as much of this life as I can because I need the time. I need the time to figure some things out. I need the time to work on myself. I need the time to engage in the struggle. And it is a struggle. You may be right now on the mountaintop. Life may be just going swimmingly. Everything may be going your way. You may be somewhere down in the valley where it's like nothing is going your way. Everything seems to be going against you. You may be somewhere in between. No matter where you are right now, you can make up your mind that that will not be your station That is, you don't have to take up permanent residence there. Here's the interesting thing to me about this whole notion of optimism and pessimism and where we fall on the spectrum is we make it so. We just make it so. I have been down in the valley, and I've been there for extended periods of time. You have too. The people that set up camp there, that take up their residence there are taking up their residence there because that's their choice. They're choosing to be pessimistic. They're choosing to have that outlook. They are choosing to build their home in the valley. Then there are those of us that this is where we are, and we're going to camp out here for a little bit because this is just the circumstances of our life, and this is where we are. But we're packing light And we're ready to fold up this tent at a moment's notice and get out of here because we are not expecting to be here any longer than we have to be. And the minute the tide turns, we're out of there. We've got the gear packed. We're headed up the mountain. And I just see it over and over and over and over and over in my own life and in the lives of other people, this, this daring to be gratefully optimistic. And I've yet to meet an optimist who isn't grateful. And I've yet to meet a pessimist who is. Oh, they say they are, but you start digging a little bit deeper and you start asking questions and you realize, well, they're pessimistic, but they aren't grateful for anything. They can't see the things for which they could be, should be grateful. Hence the pessimism. And with all the fear-mongering that goes on with politicians worldwide, 
scientists worldwide, culture worldwide, it's no wonder. It's no wonder. I, I've got a I've got a belief now. I didn't always have this belief, and I've come to this, frankly, within the last few years, that by and large, the power mongers among us absolutely, positively want us to be as afraid as we can possibly be. Because my personal conviction at this moment is governments worldwide want their citizens to trust and rely on them for everything. And as a Christian, that's repulsive. That's repulsive because it stands in stark opposition to how we should be putting our faith and trust in a much, much higher power than our government officials. Fear, fear, fear. And it drives people to this sheep-like behavior that we're beginning finally now to see some pushback. We are now finally getting these loud voices that are contradicting, that are challenging, that are debating, that are trying to swing a little bit the different direction to push against that tide. And I don't care if we're talking about quote-unquote sexual preferences. I don't care if we're talking about gender issues. I don't care if we're talking about climate change issues. I don't care what we're talking about. You have got one faction, a large faction, that is spreading fear, divisiveness, and then you've got those of us that have finally come to our senses and realized, you know what? I, I, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I, I'm not afraid. Might I be worried? Well, of course, I'm human. But I'm going to dare to be gratefully optimistic. I'm grateful to be a citizen in America. I'm grateful to live in a free country. I'm grateful that there are those of us that are going to push to exercise our freedoms, even if our freedoms get taken from us. And we're going to do it without fear or favor. I'm thankful for the opportunities. I'm thankful to be where I am in life. I'm thankful that it's 2023 and I'm still standing. I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for all of the financial opportunities. I'm mostly thankful for all of the spiritual opportunities. The Bible says all the spiritual blessings are found in Christ. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that we are at this point in history when it comes to God's plan. There's a whole lot to be thankful for. If we will just simply hit the pause button and stop long enough to think about, thank you, thank you. Well, who is the you? For me, the you is God. The you is Christ. The you is all of the work that heaven has done to afford us the opportunities. Whether those opportunities are providential, whether they were in a pastime miraculous. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And now... What this means is the daring part is an important part of the statement, daring to be gratefully optimistic, 
because the daring part is the part that I have to bring to the table. That warrior part that all of us must either choose or deny. You don't have to be a warrior, you know. Have you ever met a pessimist who's a warrior? Yeah, me neither. But I've never met an optimist who isn't. And it's funny how that works when it comes to gratitude and optimism and pessimism. I've never met a grateful pessimist. I've never met an ungrateful optimist. I've never met a warrior pessimist, someone willing to engage in the battle, the struggle, the resistance to overcome, to endure. And I've never met an optimist who isn't a warrior. So I just want to provoke you to think about just a couple of things. Do you want to be a warrior? Do you want to be grateful? And don't say, well, you know, I just don't know how. Yeah, you do. We all know how to be thankful. We all know how to be grateful. There's no real magic to this. We dwell on it. We think about it. We ruminate on it. Or we become so fixated on the negative, we become so fixated on the fear, which is very easy to do in today's modern culture because we're surrounded by it. Open your browser to any kind of a home page that's got any kind of news feed on it at all, and you are going to see, oh, I don't know. Let's pick some percentages. You're going to see the bulk of it is going to be inane celebrity-based drivel, and it's going to be filled with fear-mongering. It's going to be filled with things that are absolutely going to be catastrophic, things for you, more things to add to your list of these are things that I fear, and you're surrounded with it every day. Every day that you open up a browser, whether it's on your phone or some other device, you are surrounded with these messages of Either, again, celebrity drivel and gossip or something to be afraid of. By and large, we are surrounded, it seems to me, and we are bombarded with messages of, don't you wish you were more like these people, and here is something that could kill you. Here is something that could end the world. Well, (laughs) How do you how do you resolve those? How do you resolve those? And news companies pray. They absolutely positively pray. And I went to journalism school, and this used to not be the case. But it absolutely is the case today. There is absolutely an agenda being put forth to create so much fear and anxiety so that we will be compliant. And we could talk about the school system. Schools were designed to make students compliant. The world at one time needed compliance. Today, the world does not need compliance. Now, I'm not saying that the world needs rebellion, and I'm not saying that the world needs uh, such, uh, any kind of violent disruption. It doesn't. It doesn't. But the world needs thinkers, thinkers who are willing to be doers. 
The world didn't always need thinkers. The world needed you to just assume your role there on that assembly line and just do your repetitive job over and over and over and don't question anything. We need you to be compliant. There was a time where that served a purpose in society and for business. But it doesn't today. It just doesn't today. And there was a high price paid for all that, by the way. Yes, it absolutely propelled us into and through the industrial age. But that was then and this is now. And it's not about being contrarians. It's not about being opposed to authority. I respect authority. I respect the government. I may not respect the individual people and the way they choose to behave and their convictions or lack of and their ethics or lack of. But the institutions I respect. I respect the authority that they have. Without it, we have absolute chaos and mayhem. And we're experiencing this. We're seeing this. You, you see it every single day. You see videos of people that are just, I mean, yesterday I saw a video. Guy rides a bike into a Walgreens or something. He's got a, he gets a big trash bag and he's just, he's just helping himself. People have got their cameras out, their phones out, and they're shooting video and taking photographs. He doesn't care. He loads it up. And you see stories like that on online. You see many, 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 many stories like that every single day. This is happening all over the world. People are just having their way. They're just doing their thing. Well, that is not a model for building a productive society where people feel like they can just waltz into any kind of a, an establishment, any kind of a business, and they can just take what they want. I mean, we are now headed toward a Mad Max world, and we don't want a Mad Max world. We don't need, we can't sustain a Mad Max world where people have no concern for one another, no care, people daring to be bold and to be boldly selfish and to not be guided by any principles or ethics or morality or a sense of right. Now, it could be argued, well, there's an awful lot of people that no longer know the difference between right and wrong, and maybe that's true. I would suppose that people did at least once know, and they just violated it. They weren't warriors. The warriors embrace the resistance, and that resistance is that thing that I would love to do, but I know it would be bad for me, and I know it would be bad for other people, and I know it would just be bad all the way around. It would be wrong. I'm going to resist doing that. Instead, I'm going to do the right thing. That takes a degree of self-regulation and self-control that clearly these people don't embrace. They are not warriors nor are they grateful. They are simply bad humans, and we are increasingly finding ourselves surrounded by more bad humans. So am I pessimistic about that? No, I'm not at all. It's not, it's not going to be sustainable. The tide will turn. Society will raise up and say, no more. We're sick of this. We have already seen it. We've already seen it with some of the most outrageous things that are happening in schools where you've now got some teachers that openly admit they are pushing the gay agenda. 
they are doing everything in their power to continue to push the ability of little kids to decide what gender they would like to identify as. And we're seeing tremendous resistance and pushback. And I predict in my optimism, thankfully we are going to see more and more and more and more of that. And we need to, we need to, there needs to be a tremendous pushback against that. It was Jordan Peterson or somebody the other day that said, you know, the problem is you, you give, you give an inch in trying to be somewhat nice or kind or whatever, and they advance and then you give a little bit more and they advance and you give And before long, you have realized you've given up way too much ground. And he may be right in that that's what has happened over the past number of years. And now, now it's gotten to such a point of ridiculousness that many people are saying, okay, that's enough. That's it. We're done. And that pushback is having a positive groundswell effect. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic that that groundswell will continue to swell. It will continue to grow. But again, from the perspective of a Christian, I just can't get, I'm concerned with it to the extent that it sickens me. I get tired of it. I get tired of all the verbiage. I get tired of all the haranguing that goes on. But at the end of the day, I mean, come on, I've jokingly told you, there's a reason that many years ago I got the domain name surroundedbyninnies.com. Because we are, we are. There are plenty of people who are not daring to be gratefully optimistic, people who are not willing to be the warriors that they should be to resist their own foolishness. The genesis of this podcast was modern tales of an ancient pursuit where we're just trying to lean hard into wisdom and lean further and further away from our own foolishness. What we're seeing is there's an element among us completely devoted to leaning into their own foolishness, and they want us to applaud as they do it. They want us to support their foolishness, and we are now seeing cultures worldwide that are saying, we're not going to support your idiocy. You're going to be a fool, and you're going to act like a fool. You're not going to get us to act like a fool. And you're not going to get us to legislate that you have the right to do that. That you've got a right to impose on little kids who are not, who are not yet sexual beings. It's just completely absurd. We've completely lost our minds. And you're seeing an enormous an enormous swell of no more. That's enough. And I predict that you're going to see a bunch of that lost ground. You're going to see people push to regain that ground. Will it succeed? I'm optimistic that it will. Is the world going to be perfect? It is not. The world is full of sin and it is full of people who are devoted to their sin and they will not relent. They just won't. Read Romans chapter 1. It was so in ancient times. It has been true every year since, and it will continue to be true 
until God sends Christ to end this life. Climate change isn't going to end the planet, by the way. God is in control of that. Thank you is not just a complete sentence. It's a complete prayer. And as I said at the outset, no, it's not comprehensive, but it is complete. And when I say thank you, the you that I mostly say thank you to is God Jehovah, God the Creator. I'm thankful to be alive at this place at this time. I'm thankful that I've made the decision and I have the wherewithal thanks to God's willingness to make me a free moral agent, as we say. That is, he gave me the ability to decide for myself. No one has to impose on me. I don't have to allow anybody to impose on me. I can decide for myself whether or not I'm going to love God and obey God or whether I'm going to hate God and despise God and rebel against God. I have that ability, and so do you. Daring to be gratefully optimistic means that every day we must wake up willing to be warriors. We may not be as successful today as we were yesterday. Maybe we are more successful, and maybe tomorrow we will be yet more successful again. But we are gratefully optimistic and we're daring to be so because we have made up our minds that we are not going to succumb to every bad behavior that crosses our mind. Everything that we may selfishly want to indulge in because it's wrong and it's wrong as God sees things. At the crux of most all of this, is an issue of authority, and that is who has authority. Well, God has authority, and above him there is no higher power. So I don't care what Dr. Fauci says. I don't care what any worldwide health organization says. I don't care what Congress says. I don't care what the president says. I don't care about any of that when it comes to the ultimate authority for how I'm going to live my life. You can decide for yourself. I'm not going to listen to every scientist who wants to harp on about climate change, either for or against. God's in control. Should we be good stewards of the planet? We should. We absolutely should. We should be good stewards, period, over our bank accounts, over our homes, over our families. How about we start there? Instead of worrying about some global climate, how about we start with our marriages? How about we start with our parenting? How about we start with our kids and our grandkids? Daring to be gratefully optimistic is the ability to make up one's mind, and we all have the ability, but will we do it? Will we make up our mind that today we are going to be practicing the resistance that is necessary so that we can become a better person today than we were yesterday and it is a fight and i don't care what you're going through i don't care what ill health what bad finances i don't care what name the problem it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter how significant or insignificant it is there are challenges in this life and we all have them and life goes through seasons and cycles 
One man's ceiling is another man's floor, and it will always be so. Today I may be up, tomorrow I may be down. Today a phone call may knock me to my knees, and tomorrow I may get a phone call that positively changes it all. Time and chance happens to us all. And the human condition is steeped in the penalty that was created in the garden when man and woman sinned. You've got worldwide chaos with some of the, it's not shoplifting, it's just outright theft. You know, some of the behavior that you're seeing, which includes, by the way, the violent behavior that you see. I mean, when you see, you know, some pack of people just completely attack another human for no reason, and even if it was for reason, the viciousness that you're seeing in the behavior of some, you're seeing the behavior of people that aren't warriors at all. They've completely surrendered over to their base nature. They've completely surrendered to the impulses of what they want in that moment. They've completely surrendered to a, a total lack of any conscious behavior. They just don't care. You are seeing the results of apathy and sin. And it's insidious. It's really, really insidious. And while it's scary, I'm going to be dare to be gratefully optimistic that as a group of humans on the planet, all of us, it's not how most of us are behaving. But you are seeing people rise up who are saying, We've sat down, we've been silent, we've been quiet. We're not going to be that anymore. It's time to it's time to recapture ground that we gave up because we were trying to go along to get along. And now you realize that warriors it's hard to be a warrior and go along and get along. It doesn't tend to work out. It doesn't tend to help you win battles much less to win the war. Now the thing about the warrior mindset is the object. We are not warring somebody else. We're not warring some faction, some political party, some government official. No, we're, we're, we're a warrior against our own base nature. We are a warrior against our own selfish desires. We are a warrior against what is bad, what is wrong, what is sin, and in its place we are determining that we are going to put up as big a fight as we can put up. Some days we put up a valiant fight. Other days not so much. We're human. It is why we needed a Savior, and it is why God sent Jesus Christ to be that for us. Period. If you were 100% effective in your warfare, you wouldn't need a Savior. You could earn heaven all on your own, but none of us are that good, and so we needed God's help. And thankfully, he loved us enough to supply that help. Our part, daring to be gratefully optimistic, daring to be the warriors that we can be, that God demands of us that we fight against 
doing that thing that we may most want to do because it's wrong. And it's wrong as God sees it. I'm hoping today that you're improving, you're increasing your resolve. We need to be resolved. We need to be resolved that we're going to fight this fight in our own life. Because at the end of the day, you know how much control I've got over the U.S. federal government or even local government? And you can talk about voting all you want, and that's that's fine if that if that's your your bent. But it's difficult, if not impossible. But what you can do is you've got full, complete control over your life. So whether you're listening to me late at night or early in the morning or somewhere in between, in this moment, right now, look at your clock, look at your watch, look at your phone. What's the time? Right now, at this very second, you have got the ability to make up your mind. And you've got the ability to make up your mind that you're going to dare to be gratefully optimistic and you are now going to be a warrior. You're going to fight this fight. And the fight that you're going to fight is with no one but yourself. You're going to fight the baser instincts that you may have. You're going to fight the poor behavior that you might want to engage in. You're going to fight your own selfishness and sin. And in its place, you're going to make up your mind that there will be somebody on the throne in your life, but it won't be you. It will be it will be someone infinitely more powerful than you. In fact, it will be someone whose power is unsurpassed. Someone who has so much power that not the U.S. government, but all of the governments of the world, if they were to combine and join forces, they don't stand a chance. Let the Bible speak.tv. You can hear somebody preach way better than me. Inthypaz.com, if you want to hear me. They're recorded. They weren't done live. I sat here at the microphone and presented a few things. Started doing that back in the pandemic. And started doing it because I just, I, I every single day I see the need. Dare to be gratefully optimistic. It's the path forward. My name is Randy Cantrell. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. Greetings and welcome. Inside the Yellow Studio.